may know there have been unusual occurrences all over the world. These were taken by one of our spy satellites three days ago. We need a way to locate and intercept that object. What is it? We were hoping you could tell us. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University. I am your professor, Mario Rivera. And then joining me is the marvelous doctoral student, Sly Clone MC, who has a bachelor's in the MCU, a master's in the multiverse, and is going for their dissertation in Marvel Studies. Sly, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. I'm so excited to be here with you said the thing. today. You said the I, thing. I, I just say the thing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging it. Um, of course, talking about the one and only Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, and we have a very special guest with us today. That's Hello, right. Harv. Hey. I'm a transfer student. <laughs> <laughs> You're a transfer <laughs> <laughs> transfer, transfer student from I'm, Canada. Yeah, transfer student from really? Canada. <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I am. Uh, I'm excited to sit down and watch this, or, or, or talk about this. Yeah, we're not watching this right now, but uh, no, I'm excited because man, this throws me back to old, old Marvel movies. It certainly, certainly does. Uh, which, of course, yes, of course. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, <laughs> where these are what the old movies used to feel like. <laughs> Uh, before we get right into it, Harv, actually, I'd uh, love to hear your history on before the before the MCU, before the MCU became popular. What is your history with any of these older Marvel movies, going all the way back to like Blade, for instance? I I've watched like so growing up, I watched the Blade movies, I watched all the X Men movies. Uh, they were I wasn't old enough to go to theaters, but I watched them when they came out. Uh, and then I watched all the Spider-Man. Spider-Man still to this day is one of my favorite franchises is the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So Spider-Man 1, 2, we'll say 3 as well. But, you know, it, you got you got to take right. the good, you got to take right. the bad with the good, right? You got to take you got to take all you got to take all of it. You got to take all the lumps. And then I remember watching, so I was looking at your guys' list. Yes. And I remember watching Ghost Rider in theaters with my sister. Yeah. And I came out. She came out of it. She's like, "What the hell did we just watch? What was that movie?" Incredible. <laughs> I like, I and I watched it mainly because of Nicolas Cage, because I'm a huge Nicolas Cage fan. So I think that was the last movie, like when I was growing up, was watched. I watched, but then I watched like Apocalypse and stuff like that in mm -hmm. theaters. But uh, other than that, that that's pretty much what my my history is with these old Marvel movies. That's right. Until Kevin Feige was like, you know what? Enough's enough. I don't want to make any more crap. I'm going to make masterpieces from now on. Um, which I love the fact that he still has his touchstones in all these movies. The ones that we've been watching. Secretly, we find his names in the credits. So that's been a lot he's of in this, He's credited here in this movie? I believe he's credited in this one. And he's also credited in uh, the X-Men movies specifically. So the early goings, he was a major part of all of these developing. Now, did he have the most say at this time? No. No, <laughs> Not yeah, even you, can, you can tell. Yeah, but uh, like for instance, he's part of our one of our worst movies that we've talked about on here, The Punisher. I think his name's also somewhere hidden in there. But there's a lot of things going on with that one. Yeah, but he's also part of some of the best ones. So that's uh, that's near, here or there. But let's go on and move on to our first class. Of course, we're gonna go into history class. This movie, of course, is Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, 2007. So this is when the movie, of course, came out. It is directed by returning director Tim Story, who uh, obviously directed the last one. It is written by Don Payne, who did the screenplay. Mark Frost, who also worked on it with that and also the story. 
uh, and John Sherman, who also did the story. Uh, the other two things I did want to mention, though, that I noticed in the credits was this movie is also produced by Mr. Christopher Columbus and Mark uh, Radcliffe, <laughs> which if you don't know, uh, Mark Radcliffe, if I'm not mistaken, is Daniel Radcliffe's father who is responsible for him being in Harry Potter and Christopher Columbus directed the first two Harry Potters. Oh, that's a cool, that's a cool connection. Yes. That's a neat connection. I actually had no idea they had anything to do with this movie whatsoever, um, which is kind of crazy because Christopher Columbus is responsible with a lot of stuff that I love, which I love Goonies. I love Gremlins and he's written both screenplays <laughs> for both of those things. And on a side note, I was watching, uh, I was watching Stranger Things. And one of the episodes had the Gremlins like cut out and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I think, I'm pretty sure Mario's going to see that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm very excited. The f- I can't. Well, eventually, uh, yeah. Well, uh, tune into Point in Progress. Well, I will gush about uh, <laughs> Stranger Things season four, um, which I believe you guys did a spoiler cast for for that. So definitely excited to check all that. But of course, continuing on, uh, the studio is Fox Studios still to this day. Uh, well, not anymore actually, and we'll get to that later. Uh, this movie stars Jessica Alba, Chris Chris Evans, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Michael Chitlis, the dude who plays Mr. Fantastic, because I can never pronounce his name, uh, <laughs> and um, and so much more. So again, very excited to. Carrie Washington's in it as well. Carrie Washington is in it, yes. Um, which she's returning from the last movie as well, which is very cool. Um, the, the police detective from Brooklyn Nine Nine is in it, um, and many, many, many others. <laughs> A lot of people that were also like in the like MTV era. There's a few like little cameos or like the like the lady from E is in there. Uh, Freaking um, what's his face? Uh, Nick Lachey's wife is his is uh, the Human Torch's date to the wedding, which is so bizarre. Oh, the first time, the first wedding. Yeah, the first one. The first wedding, <laughs> not the yeah. second wedding. The first, <laughs> not one. the second, the first one. Yes, the, the second. <laughs> Like five vo- weddings in this movie. It's hard to keep track. Yes. The second wedding when the guests were just, just you know, people from around. They just showed up. Yeah. It's just like, yo, you want to be in a wedding? Yeah. It's like, all right, cool. We need people to fill the background. Uh, where can you stream this? I think slide put you can't uh, because uh, it is available. Yeah, It's available to uh, <laughs> rent uh, if you would like to rent it. It used to be on Disney Plus, but I guess at a certain point, uh, it looks like it's Canada. Oh. Disney Plus. It, it's in Canada. Disney Plus. So Disney yeah. Plus, it was on Disney Plus until December is when I researched. And so they yeah. took it out. So that sucks because we saw that during our planning. And we're like, all right, great. It's going to be in Disney Plus. Don't worry about it. But I then, think all the, the Fox movies are still in Canada for Disney Plus. There's a few that are still thankfully on the Disney Plus for us uh, to watch because we got to catch up on the few that are there. But yeah, we'll see how that goes going forward. But enough with that. Can I also get the plot from the one and only Beard in the Hair? Okay, this is a short one. You you are lucky. It's, a, it's an this hour. A it's an hour and a half short. movie, and I I I saw that out on the runtime. I was like, all right, I can do this. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that I love a tight ninety. I argue that every film is instantly one step better if it's a tight ninety. That's like right. you know, we'll get into our thoughts later, but it was the tight ninety, <sighs> yeah, and that's it. to its benefit. Yeah. All right, let's let's read the plot. <clears throat> Everything seems to be going great for the Fantastic Four. They're planning weddings. Uh, Chris <laughs> Evans is doing some other things. He's doing whatever he's trying to do. I don't know what he's trying Capitalism. to do. Capitalism. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, capitalism. He's trying to capitalize on capitalism. And the thing is just there, you know? Uh, Reed and Sue are finally getting married, and things couldn't seem better. I mean, she's pretty bad, though, right? She's pretty bad for the most part. For, like, the first, like, 40 minutes, she's just bad in this movie <laughs> or disappointed. Uh, however, when a mysterious silver surfer crashes things, they learn that they have to deal with an old foe, the powerful planet-eating Galacticus. Galacticus. Abbott <laughs> uh, Kazan. There you go. Shout out to Abbott Kazan for that succinct IMD plot. You know, usually they are much they more are much longer. You, you, should, yeah. you got a very nice one. It's, well, it's, it's a play where you guys get the actual plot. So we, so on the show, we steal the plot exactly from IMDb, which is provided by a user. And so we read it verbatim from the user, and sometimes they are wordy, opinionated, and just ridiculous. <laughs> you got nope. the shortest one so far. No, no opinion on this one. Just straight to the no point. <laughs> no, straight up. Well, he, he says that everyone's going great, so who knows? Um, of course. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, then we have the comic characters of Galactus, Dude, Silver Surfer, and the Fantastic Four. Yes, yes, that is of course them. So we go on, we finish our history class, we're going to move on to what we call the Stanley Seminar, um, where we're going to go openly talk about the film. And Harv, I'm going to give you the honors. I want to hear what your thoughts, because you're the one that actually volunteered for this one specifically, and so I want to hear... I, I'm trying to remember why I did that, why, but you know... Why? <laughs> I, okay, I'll tell you exactly why you did it. You said that if you volunteered to watch that one, it might make you rewatch all of them, and you wanted to be forced to rewatch the Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's Oof. why you, you agreed to it. Oof. Oh, well, that did not happen. But <laughs> um, <laughs> this movie this movie is one of those movies that I feel like is stuck in time. Where I don't think I don't I really don't think that it it can go forward and like make it look good. Because like the CGI looks fucking terrible in this movie. It looks so bad. But again, 2007, how much can you really do with like how much technology you have at that time? Uh, not, barely anything. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Barely anything in this game, in this movie, is practical. <laughs> Everything is CG, and uh, the amount of sponsors that this movie had. Like, I think that was the whole reason why this movie got released is just how many sponsored it had. Sponsors it had. <laughs> the At one point, placement was egregious. At one point, Chris Evans is just a walking billboard of just sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> which is a reference to the first one. Capitalism, uh, baby. Capitalism, um, yeah. but like, I I don't mind that dynamic between the four of them, really, because like when when they start switching powers and stuff, that was kind of fun, you know, like how they would act, like if they had, if like Sue had uh, human torch powers, if the thing turned into, you know, a, uh, had the fire powers, it's kind of a cool concept. It's a really really cool concept, but I feel like when it comes to like. Doctor, Do I forgot how 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 much of a. I forgot that Doctor Doom was in this movie, <laughs> and seeing him, I was yeah. like, this is, oh, oh, I, 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 this, this gives me hope we that like that the Victor new on this podcast. Yeah, Victor is. <laughs> uh, we're recording this on June first, <laughs> just so you know. The <laughs> 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 beginning of Pride Month. <laughs> so this gives me hope. That a new Fantastic Four movie can be good. Sure. 
It's like this is if this is what we're working with. It can only go up. Like we can only go upwards, right? Mm-hmm. I know there's another Fantastic Four movie I that came out in 2015. Would beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I haven't I haven't watched the 2015 one, so I don't know. Me, me too. That's the best part. I'm really excited to eventually get to it. So and that's one with Miles Teller and stuff, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I saw a great movie with Miles Teller. That is Top Gun Maverick. Anyways. And I, I honestly am not a big fan of Jessica Alba. I'll say that right now. I'll, I'll play and say it. I'm not a big fan of her acting. And uh, <laughs> this one was a little rough. <laughs> this one was a little rough. Okay. Uh, well, Sly. So we've now, of course, revisited this team previously with the last one. We actually had a lot of fun with that movie. We know we had had problems with it. Um, I would still think it's definitely one of our higher marks uh, in terms of going back and seeing something. What was your thoughts of returning to the characters? I, you know, we we really enjoyed Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. And, like, recognizing all the issues. But it was still fun. Um, my, my, one of my biggest sticking points with this movie is I feel like only Johnny got, like, a character arc. 100%. And, like, Victor, I guess. But the, the rest of the characters just felt so static. Mm-hmm. It felt like Sue was there to be, you know, the the woman who's only obsessed with, like, marriage and settling down and children. And that's the only way she'll be happy and successful. And, her, her you know, they arc was getting married her. Yeah, her character was getting married. They refrigerate her for a hot second. Toast her back up. You know, it, she just <laughs> felt like a hollow woman there um and so that was really <laughs> just like, such a beautiful way to bring that up <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love a mimi moment if if any of you know the story of rent the musical yes. we love a mimi moment yeah. um but yeah i i felt like sue was really disappointing in this movie she really felt like an empty insert female character here um, Reed was a little more dynamic, but it was just the same old, same old, like, hot head, smart, brilliant scientist dude. Um, we did not get nearly enough of Ben in this film, no. in my opinion. He was greatly underutilized. And, you know, the same problems with, uh, Alicia, you know, it's a sighted woman playing a blind character, but we went into that in depth in our previous episode it it was just fine which Mm -hmm. was really disappointing because we had so much fun with the first one um but overall i think the highlight of this film was how much of a continuity nightmare it was it was ridiculous if you look at like the eye colors they're changing like every scene (laughs) (laughs) if you look at the um the scene with the helicopter with um victor and the silver surfer like just the location swapping like they'd be cutting between two different cities and pretending it was one like the continuity nightmares were like probably the most fun i had with this film were just seeing all of the nightmares it was real quick the eyeball thing that you're talking about are you specifically talking about jessica alba and the fact that she is an hispanic lady with brown eyes having to wear blue contacts throughout this movie or so 
half the time her eyes are brown and half the time they're blue. And like at one point, one was blue and one was brown, but also the thing's <laughs> eyes were different colors oh, in were? different scenes. Oh, God. Like sometimes they would be like neon blue and some of them, they would be like a normal color. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> Like, That's incredible. Just watch the eyeballs of this film. You'll have a blast. God, I don't know if I have 24 oh. hours to rewatch it. We'll see if I take a look at that. <laughs> I was trying to get over the plot. Why? Why? Why is the military <laughs> so involved in this movie? That's the other thing. Sorry, this is another continuity error I had a gripe with. It was the fucking military. You're trying to tell me they're army, right? The whole yeah. time. And then in one scene, they're wearing like navy camis and like navy. They make ranks. a joke about it and too. I was like, <laughs> They make a joke about and they, it. They make the Marine joke where yeah. he's like, Semper Fi. They're like, that's the Marines. And I was like, you were just wearing Navy gear. What's your problem? <laughs> the fact that the, the dude was like, you know, this is this is a military thing now. We'll take care of it. In what universe are you going to kill a silver surfer that flies around on a, on a surfboard destroying matter on a planet? Yeah. What weapons do you have that can do that? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll go ahead and insert my thoughts here. I, I I will I will say I was let down from the hype that I had of the last one because I was going in re- kind of remembering I thought I liked this one more. I know that the whole Galactus thing is still the thing that pisses me off uh, in terms of the d- design, what they did, you know, just being a space cloud. But uh, I figured that everything else I probably hopefully have a good time with, like the character dynamics in terms of uh, you know the 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 core four um, Victor coming back. I knew that was going to be fun, and then I you know I know I love the the Silver Surfer. Um, I was disappointed the fact that yeah I think I feel like the dynamics just fell off this this time even though it literally was just them just doing very mundane things for a majority of the movie until finally they get involved and yeah I don't know it's weird it this movie feels like it needs to be longer but I'm glad it's 90 minutes because if I had to suffer through any more of it I don't know if I could handle it <laughs> but uh, the aspects that I want to say that are good in my opinion are everything everything having to do with uh Lawrence Fishburne and Doug Jones as the Silver Surfer to me he is my favorite character in the whole movie he's the hero of the movie <laughs> um I I adore him so much I very uh, sad that we never got the solo uh Silver Surfer movie that was promised after this movie um but ultimately uh, that is the extent of it. I think that the, like I said, the even the even though we love a good old uh, Mr. Fantastic Von Doom eye fuckery, there's only one great scene of it, and I want to. There wanna... was a great scene. Yeah, with it... <laughs> and it was wonderful. I wish there were more, yes. but there's a scene where Victor Von Doom like cutties up next to Mr. Fantastic and they're looking <laughs> at the screen and I just swear to God, I want to cut uh, Shotgun McFane, if you're still making videos please cut them staring at each other but add like sexy music to it because it looks hilarious um, but yes, other than that, uh, Sue Storm yeah, very much has very little to do um, sadly in this and uh, it shows, uh, I really wanted more from I think what we got, but yeah uh, just felt eh, at the end of it Th- that's the I thing like I, I i like the dynamic between the characters but like that can only like make a movie go so far right like you can only do that for so long before you're like all right what's the, what's the next part of the plot and i do agree that silver surfer is probably one of the best characters in this entire movie yeah. because he actually has motivations you know yeah other than a wedding 
So like it's it's nice to like see that he has somebody that he cares about that is like he's doing this because it's not his it's not his choice. No, at the beginning it's not his choice. So it's it was good to see like some sort of motivation for him. Mm-hmm. That's all you're gonna say. Oh, we we also like to use the segment to talk about like the MCU counterparts if there are any. Um, and I will say that this the movie that finally convinced me that uh, Quicksilver and Silver Surfer are not the same person. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I, I remember uh, back when I first started this Marvel. A journey, right, with WandaVision. Yes. I, before WandaVision, I had only seen like the Guardians movies and Age of Ultron, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But I barely remembered Age of Ultron. I watched it in theaters, right? And so I'm sitting down to watch uh, WandaVision, and I remember being in our Discord server talking to y'all who had already seen um, up to that point, and I asked who Wanda's brother is. And I think it was Fee or somebody said, like, oh, he, like, died in, he's the one who died in Age of Ultron. And I went, Silver Surfer? And everybody's like, no, Quicksilver. And to this day, I still, like, can't keep them straight until this movie. And I was like, ah, I get it. I see the difference now. (laughs) One's a cosmic entity, one's a dude that runs fast. (laughs) Yeah. Very nice. One guy destroys planets, <laughs> or not destroys planets, but like he likes to dig to destroy. Pla- yeah, he like he likes to dig holes in places. He likes to dig holes in places, and so that way it's easier uh, things for. He's pretty, just pretty, pretty much a big ant. You know, he just likes to dig <laughs> dig holes in, in, in the in, in the ground. Yeah, if you want to think of uh, Galactus as sort of a mother queen. <laughs> Ant, yeah, and he's a little worker ant. I guess that's a one way to that's one way to interpret that. That's for sure. Jesus uh, Christ! <laughs> I uh, I didn't want to talk about the military uh, for just a second because yeah, I think like they they're, they're an element in this movie that to me was just unnecessary and honestly added nothing other than to just make the military seem even more insufferable as I'm they are. Licked. Yeah, exactly. Just like. You, know, you got to do this for the country, but it's really a world problem. Okay, well, the you know I don't trust you, and so, but I'm gonna hire you anyways. I'm also gonna hire your, your enemy just to make this even interesting. Um, so when eventually we get to the scene where uh, Andre Brower just gets fucking obliterated <laughs> by Doctor Doom, which man, that's uh, that's wild. One of the trivia's I did read was Andre Brower actually chose to do this instead of like an occurring role on ER. Because he's a huge Fantastic Four fan. Um, I just, I don't know if he knew he was going to get fucking obliterated like he did in the movie, though, which was. Honestly, maybe it was just like an honor, you know, to be obliterated by Doctor Doom. It's kind of cool. The CG looking really, really bad. It looked really bad. He looked like. I would let Doctor Doom obliterate me. Uh, hey, I'll give this movie uh, scenes that, you know, like uh, being able to see, you know, NORAD, uh, Mr. Uh, Silver Surfer, you know, flying around doing awesome shit. But I also give this movie credit for giving me Dr. Doom on a surfboard, <laughs> flying around destroying the Great Wall of China and doing like weird surfer moves. Uh, so as much as I love this movie for the silliness, I'm so happy he gave me more Dr. Doom. And I love that he just, I assume he's alive at the end of this movie. It's gonna continue oh, to see a body. No, see a body. Just we see just him sink to the water. water. Mm-hmm. We also get the Fantastic Car. 
which was yes. great. I loved that callback to, you know, Ben being the pilot and then having to deal with Johnny mm-hmm. from the first movie. That was, that scene was fun for me where they were bickering about who is flying. Yes. I thought that was a great moment. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, they had that history where I think he was his, his CEO and then, yeah, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just having those little moments. Again, the interpersonal connecting stuff from the first movie is my favorite things about that movie, and I really wish they just brought that over more here and actually made it, me care about the characters. The reason why I love the, the first one so much is the connected uh, history with Mr. Fantastic and the Thing, right, and how, how he feels about what he has done to Ben and his, his journey to try and fix him. They totally just forgot about that like he just totally accepts now that he's the thing which i guess is cool in some aspect but also you'd think you'd still want to have an ongoing thread of like how are you going to help me um and so or at least way. like affect him more Not when a he little bit. yeah well i mean I, you think it would affect him more once he like switch powers with yes uh, with mm-hmm. johnny and be like oh look i'm like a normal person now like it would affect him more but it'll just kind of like brush that brushed off as a joke just a joke at the end of it yeah, yeah. um which, I think they definitely could have done more with that scene. But I, I appreciated that we got that. Yeah. That moment where he's like, I'm me again. No, I, I agree. But there's a moment in the movie that I wish could have really been more when um Johnny and uh, Ben are in the bar. And they have a moment where it's like, what are you going to do with the last 15 minutes of your life? Or what would you, you know, want to do? And I would have loved the moment of like he uh, takes Ben's powers and then he goes and spends time with uh, Alicia. And they actually have like just a, a normal, not a normal moment, but like a, a human moment, I guess, uh, without him mm-hmm. being the giant rock creature. Um, I think that would have been interesting, um, but they didn't. They don't go. They don't explore that. Um, instead, it's just sort of like it's a peripheral thing throughout the whole movie. I I like that. I also have complicated feelings about him not embracing being the thing, sure. because the thing is, you know. A historically created to be a Jewish golem and sure. represent uh, that piece of, you know, Jewish folklore. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for him to embrace it in this movie and really be more comfortable in his skin, I think, is a really important piece. But also, it's a little weird. You're right, that we saw so much conflict in that in the first movie. And for him to hear just be all gung-ho about it is a little um, off-putting. Just I feel like we, lo- we we missed, like, a short story in between the first and the second movie mm-hmm. kind of type thing. Yeah, in, a, in yeah. a few ways. But, yeah, um, overall. I will say this, just in defense of Jessica Alba, who they call, uh, I think, the sexiest woman in the world in this movie, um, only because she was named sexiest woman in the world at that time in a magazine. So they used that line for that specifically, which I thought was weird. Why do we have to see her naked in every Again! Again, Again. I don't remember the first one that happened to the first one too. Twice the first one, and it's just like Uh, that's why she made the joke like, "Why does this happen to me again?" Yes, it's a recurring Mm -hmm. bit of her just being naked in front of everybody. Ah, it's so weird. Just because it's Jessica Alba, just like ah, this is so fucking stupid. Um, yeah. Again, I find that one of the more atrocious ends. Um. Uh, even though this is going to be one of our quite no, I'll save it for the pop quiz. I want to, I want to talk about a specific cameo, but I guess we can wait for that one just a little bit. Um, uh, does this movie hold up? Is it still worth watching? I, uh, Harv, I'm going to actually praise the question to you. Do you think this is worth revisiting again after all these years? No, I, I don't think, I don't think this is. 
I haven't seen the 2015 version, so I can't say like maybe that one like it like puts puts it on top of this one mm-hmm. because uh, I haven't watched that movie. But I don't think like this movie is that important in the grand scheme of things. It has some cool ideas, but like I'm waiting. I like this this I'm waiting for Silver Surfer to come to the MCU at this point now. Like I I think with the right people and the right leadership, like, you can make this like you can make the same premise just so much better. Because you can add characters that aren't, aren't even the Fantastic Four to have a couple of other cameos in there as well. But, like, with with a better vision, you can just make this movie so much better. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think, like, this movie is worth worth watching. Gotcha, gotcha. Sly, your thoughts? So this is a two-part question, right? Does this movie hold up, and is it worth watching? I would say, no, it absolutely does not hold up. Like it, it does not hold up at all. Is it worth watching? Yes, because it's a tight ninety. If this movie was any longer <laughs> than ninety minutes, I would say hard no. Don't. It's not worth still watching. But for what it has, for the stories it continues, getting those moments of like Johnny's arc here is really interesting. Victor's arc here is really interesting, and if you just embrace that and ignore the rest of it i would say you know i had a good time with this movie it's not good by any means but because it's you know a solid hour 30 it's just at the perfect tipping point to make it bearable right so like i had fun with this movie if you enjoyed the first one you're gonna have fun with this movie no it's not good and just have a good time with it. That's that's where I'm at with this movie. Got it. Gotcha. This is also a stepping stone for Chris Evans. You know, we saw him jacked mm-hmm. as hell in this movie. Yes, right. This is a stepping stone to Captain America for him. Yeah, I mean, for many, he, he's like one of the one of the proprietors of like being many comic book characters after this. I mean, he's in Scott Pilgrim. He's in The Losers, and then yeah, he eventually. I think this is four years later he becomes Captain America. So this is mm-hmm. uh, a fun period of time. Which, by the way, funny enough, I'll, I'll bring this up, and for no reason at all, no reason at all, um, John Krasinski was also going to be, be potentially in the role for uh, Captain America. Thought that was interesting. Don't know why. Um, <laughs> who knows why? For <laughs> uh, news to me, uh, I'll say I'll say I agree. This movie, in a lot of ways, does not hold up just as a movie. I think in the pantheon of the movies that we've watched so far, this is like dead center um, because it's not egregious enough where I'm like, oh, this is terrible, but it's not good enough where I'm like, I would actually want to watch this again after today. Um, And a lot of it's held up by the Silver Surfer stuff, but I don't know if the Silver Surfer stuff is enough to warrant watching again. Um, The fun surprise for me this go around was, of course, actually forgetting about the plot of the Max, uh, the, the, the power mixing, um, which is really cool, kind of a fun thing that I'm excited to see possibly in the future when we get other characters such as like Super Scrolls or something like that. I, I'm excited to see that. Um, but otherwise, I, I would say um, this movie can be left in the Circuit City that they show off in this movie, which that was fun for me because I used to go to Circuit City all the time. What was it? Radio Shack first, then Circuit City? Yeah. And then to Circuit City afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great. It was good times. We're going to go ahead and step away from our Stanley seminar. We're going to go ahead and go into some drama class. Now, Sly, you exclusively pick these scenes. I'm going to let you pick the roles. 
I did. Um, I tried to do uh, ones with three people, but the first one was just too good to not include. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> would somebody like to be Alicia? <laughs> I want Johnny on this one. So, Harv, just to explain the segment. Uh, if you watched the last episode, basically, we are reenacting our favorite scenes from the movie. <laughs> Would you like to be Lucy Masters, Harv? Sure. <laughs> right. I mean, she's pretty. She's pretty one note for the most part. Uh, you're like, hey, Johnny. Wow, does that always amaze anyone else? How did she know it was me? I didn't say anything. Well, to be honest, you kind of smell like ash. <laughs> I, this is at the very beginning, right? When when uh, she's putting the flower on uh, the thing. Yes. The first wedding. Yeah, the first wedding. The first wedding. Technically the fourth. I, I don't know. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, even so. Um, that scene is interesting. I mean, I will say this. I will say this. I, I'm not the person to say this, I guess, but I felt offended for Alicia for the majority of this movie. There's a few lines that Johnny says specifically that I'm like, man, you're pushing it. <laughs> you're pushing that hard. Like, I don't know. A little off putting. Yeah. We'll say that. All right. Who would you like to cast in this next one? <laughs> you're giving me too much power because I'm just going to pick my favorite people for me all the time. Of course. Um, <laughs> Mario, why don't you take Reeve and Harv, you'll take the general. The general. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm Victor for, for our lovely audience. Now let's be clear about this, shall we? I hate you. All of you. But the world's at stake, and we need to work together to survive. General, we know firsthand. You trust Victor, and you're going to regret it. So far, the only one I've regretted trusting here is you, Richard. <laughs> Richards. Sorry, Richards. My bad. My bad. Richard. Oh, Lord. I, I I I, I want to get I, I want to try to wrap my head around this because like this reminds me of something. Yes. So so the the, sur the surfboard pretty much tells us where Galactus is going to come because it, it is a beacon for him to come down to destroy the planet. Yes. What is Doctor Doom's plan here with this surfboard? Uh, to do tight nineties in the air. I don't know. He says he says the world is at stake and we need to work together to survive. Yeah. Yet he is using the same <laughs> surfboard, just doing kickflips and stuff on the same planet. <laughs> that is true. You're not wrong. I mean, I, 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 in my mind, in my mind, Victor Von Doom's just like, all right, the Silver Surfer's is the problem, not whatever space cloud that's coming in. Um, even though they are yelling it at him, like, no, he's not the destroyer. He's need, need him to surf the, the see the thing, and he's just not listening. He's just got power tripping, you know. He's just straight doing tight nineties, you know, some kickflips, and then uh, you know he's having a good old time. Um, you got a good wave, dude. You got a good wave. He's got a good you wave. You got to ride the wave. You got to ride the wave. That was a sick. The spin he does, and then he does the fires in the water. Like that. Thought that was cool. That was cool. Ah, this is a good one. I like this one. Uh, can I be Johnny you in this wanna, one? You want to be my... Yeah, go for it. All right, ready? A Hemi? Of course. 
I love, again. That was my favorite product placement in the entire film. There were so many, but the the heavy moment, I lost it. I, my my uh, knowledge of a Hemi's all come from a little movie called uh, Joe Dirt, uh, where they talk about a Hemi <laughs> vehicle in that movie. And so the fact that, yeah, he's like a Hemi, I was like, what? I was like oh, it's a Dodge <laughs> inside the <laughs> Fantastic car. Uh, OK, <laughs> great. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, man. OK. How about we do one more? Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's let's see the last one then. Okay. Uh, three of us. Okay, who you want to cast in this one? Um, good question. Uh, Harv, you haven't read yet, so I'll give you that one. Uh, yes. <laughs> Or wait, Mario and I have both said Johnny, so Harv, you get Johnny. Never mind. I'll take Reed, and then Mario, you take Ben. Okay, sounds good. I could catch him, but he's too strong for me. I could wail on him, but he'll see me from a mile away. It would take all four of us. Or maybe one of us. We don't know what it would do to you. Let's not make this about me. There you go. There's the character arc right there as well, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Let's not is make that, this about me. <laughs> in, in that paragraph right there, there's yes. the character uh-huh. arc. That yeah. explains the whole movie. It's now. And then and then the end, I feel like it like kind of goes away because he burns the flowers. <laughs> and <there> it's <laughs> like, oh, well, there goes the character arc. <laughs> You were so close, but she is she is a woman that I think could like you know get him into place kind of type thing too. Like yes. she, she she was like I, I don't her. want any of that shit. Great. I don't want any of that shit. Uh, a couple of trivia's about her specifically. I think her character's name is um, I think Frankie Reyes is her name. She apparently uh, in the comics is known as a character called Nova, which then turns into the next Herald for Galactus. So mm. fun of the characters Ooh. even here. Um, second of all, she there's a line in it where Johnny says, "Are you done any modeling?" And uh, the actress mm-hmm. has done modeling before, <laughs> so that is uh, a fun little tidbit right there. But moving on to our next class, music room, which of course is superhero movies of this era are remembered for their original soundtrack. Does the music in this movie hold up, or have any songs that are still bangers today? Now, Harv, this. A uh, whole classroom is created because of a little ba- a little man known as Chad Kroger, um, as if you will. He of course made Hero from the original Spider Man. Uh, there was a solid Pouring block, out. solid block of like banger songs to like mediocre superhero movies, and uh, so that we kept this going. We're building out, of course, our playlist, which you can find at Spotify.com and also at Apple Music, um, which I uh, will make sure those are updated because it's been a bit mid- minute for those. Um, Harvey, are there any banger songs, anything that you uh, stand out to you in any of this movie? I heard one song, and that was the Bachelor, bachelor Party one. Yeah. That was the only, that, that's literally the only song I heard in this, this entire movie. The Tamarine uh, Eve song is the only one I yeah. heard. Yeah. Everything else was just noise, you know, just just like whatever noise that was happening at the time, or like you know, like those little dan, dan, dan kind of type things. Yeah, yeah. But but Sly, it's you funny to out. me, yes, because 
a lot of the songs stood out to me because we got we got some Daddy Haydn, we got a Haydn quartet in here, we got some Schubert, we got <laughs> Pachwell with Pachwell's Canon, you know, we got Wagner, of course, you gotta have Wagner for a wedding. Like, there was a lot of, like, <laughs> very much classical music in the background of this movie, which was so ridiculous, like, it was such a, like, clash of, like, silly, ridiculous, capitalist, um, product placement movie, and, like, Haydn and Schubert underscoring it. Oh, I was expecting more. I was expecting more out of this when it came came game the, the music. The last movie had, um, oh my god, was it? I take you to the candy shop. What was there was a song that was like a needle drop, and it was when uh, Johnny Storm is like play, is doing the motorcycle, and he burns up, and the suit burns up, and it's the Fantastic Four logo, and it, like a song plays. I'm trying to remember what it was, but that was. That was an awesome needle drop, but there was none of those. None of those in this movie. I'm gonna try. This time we, this time we got a Fantastic Four symbol in the sky. Yes, yes, we did. And on the ground, um, when when Johnny fell into the sand. Yes. Or whatever. <laughs> um, but Mario, are you telling me that Daddy Hayden is not a needle drop? <laughs> I would say, I would say to me, maybe not. But you know what? Uh, it's all good. Oh, it's uh, on fire by Lloyd Banks, courtesy of G Unit. Is like we on fire up in here. Is getting in hot. We on fire. Yeah, that's the one. That was the mm -hmm. one. Loved it. Great scene. Uh, well, we now reach out to the end of the hour. next class. We're gonna, of course, go into quiz time, where we're gonna go ahead and quiz everybody on this movie of course i'm gonna start with sly on this one because i i want to talk about this question sly it's an ongoing question on every movie is stanley in this movie stanley is in this movie and he got more lines yes i was very excited he he seems to get more and more speaker girls as we go on uh which is great love that for him um uh, just cracked me up. I think it was a comic reference as well, but him getting turned away at the wedding. He plays himself. Just so fun. He plays yeah. Stan yeah. Lee. He he plays Stan Lee. Yes, which, which is, is incredible. He's like, I belong in there. I created them. You know, like I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I. This is definitely probably my favorite one that I've seen so far of him just being able to mention his own name <laughs> and to, of course, be in this moment where yeah. These are some of his favorite characters of all time. So th for this, this was a gimme. Everyone gets a point. All right. Even though the points don't matter, it doesn't matter. Everyone gets a point. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to give this question up to Harv now. Harv, you get the first crack at this. Another military character from the Marvel Universe was set to appear in this film. Who was it? You get you have a have to random guess. Oh, I have no idea. The, the military? There's very few military characters that you would immediately think of. Who's the dude from the that does the the um Sokovia Accords? Was, was that guy? Oh, Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, it was not Thunderbolt Ross. Damn, it's the only military guy I know. <laughs> All right, Sly. And I know the answer to this one. Uh, it was in fact Nick Fury. Nick wasn't Fury. It? Nick Fury. Oh. So the character played uh, that Audrey Brower played was supposed to actually be Nick Fury. 
Um, huh. But they decided to not do it instead. They go with the, just a random military guy that has a grudge against uh, Mr. I, Fantastic. I think, it, I think it was a good. I think it was a good idea. Yeah, I don't think they would have done the same thing. Obviously, yeah, it would have been a whole different kind of movie at that point. Yeah, because like, how, how far did this come out after like? This is a year um, before um, Iron Man. Iron Man. This is a year before. Because hmm. I wonder if this one would have been like connected then at that point if they did like something with Nick Fury. Could have thought about it. You know, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. that is a possibility. But yeah, the end. Basically, I, I don't, I'm not sure what the story is of why he ended up not being that character. If it's a rights thing, um, I think that rights is very open from what I understand. But uh, yeah, we we don't end up seeing that character until a year later in Iron Man. So the fact that he could have been in this maybe could have been the start of a lot of things, a lot of problems. Um, but I mean, yeah, this is a lot of good movie to start with. Slide as, much as, as much as how much we give shit for Incredible Hulk, you know? But, yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Sly, you get a point technically here, so you're technically in the lead. So we're going to go with this one. This is my favorite uh, question. There was one crazy promotional idea the studio was attempting to do to promote this movie. Which crazy promotional item was it? Was it A or one silver surfer condoms two silver surfer quarters, three silver surfer vacuum cleaners, silver surfer, number four silver surfer IMAX Sly, I'm gonna let you answer this one first. I give it to Harv. Harv? Harv's the guest here. Harv? I want to say condoms. But, like, I could be wrong on that one. It was either that or IMAX. One of the two, right? Could be. Maybe. Yeah. What's your final answer? That's what I'm going with. I'm going with condoms. <laughs> okay. This wasn't a family This wasn't a family company before then. You know, this no. wasn't a family company. No, this was, it was rated PG. This movie was PG, <laughs> which, surprisingly. Yeah, you can apparently blow somebody up in this movie and be okay with it. Uh, uh, do you have the answer to X-ray on it. Uh, the prime one? <laughs> it was quarters, it was quarter. and the U.S. Treasury Department said no. <laughs> yes, they were trying to print a small, limited amount of Silver Surfer quarters to promote this movie, um, which probably would not have gone over well. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, I mean, yeah. in hindsight, that would have been amazing. Like, those would be collectors. This hell yeah, hell yeah, they would be. It'd be like, look, I have a Harriet Tubman coin, and then I also have a Silver Surfer coin. <laughs> both equally important. Yeah, both <laughs> equally of value. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and then this one, I was added. This is added last minute, so I wanted me to bring this up. Uh, there's a location that is featured in this film that has been featured in three other Marvel movies. Which location is it? A, the building Peter and Mary Jane land on in Spider-Man 1 when he swings her after the, the parade, right? It's been pretty used. Uh, B, the forest in any X-Men movie. Or C, military base. Just generic military base. All three of these. Can I pick all three? <laughs> uh, can I get a final answer, Harv? A. Okay. Sly? I'm going with B because that forest looks like the same exact forest from the first one, and I've, it looked very similar to the forest from X Men. It is, in fact, 
B, it is the same forest in all three movies, which are three different locations all in one place. Um, it's crazy. The, yeah, it's the scene where I think uh, they uh, Wolverine fights Sabretooth. It's also the scene in Alkali Lake. It's also the scene <laughs> where the mutants meet up in Seattle. Um, so, yeah, uh, it is, in fact, the forest. Sly, you did a clean sweep this week, so you get the gold star. We'll be very honest, this is not sponsored at all, but I did rent this movie on Amazon, <laughs> and it's the only reason why I knew any of these answers. <laughs> the x-ray. The x-ray. I watched it. I watched it the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Okay, we have. I have to make sure that I rent from iTunes. No, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it won't matter for me, because I, I looked these up on IMDb. These are all on IMDb. Uh, wow. Okay, well... We're going to go up. We're going to close out a, a fun day of school. We're going to go back to our homerooms before we take off for the night. And of course, uh, Harv, uh, please tell me your final thoughts. What's your, what is your final takeaway of this movie? I have a question before I get to that. Absolutely. Um, is Galactus in the MCU right now? Or Galactus has he has not been in the MCU. Like There is no mention of Galactus on, in the MCU at all, right? Nothing. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Egon. Egon? Ego. 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 Egon is from Ghostbusters. Yes. That's yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, that's thinking of Ego because he because he devours planets too, right? Uh to stay alive. I I guess so. Yeah, and, and their version of it, it's it's kind of what he did, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um but I still think yeah. that we will eventually get Galactus. It, the other thing was um they called him like the destroyer of worlds. Yes. Which isn't what, not what they called Dormammu in Doctor Strange. I think every villain is sort of the destroyer of worlds. Every villain is destroyer of worlds. Also, Saturn is gone, by the way, in this universe. <laughs> Saturn is just gone. At least the ring, the ring is gone. <laughs> like the fucking, the ring yeah. got sh like moved into the dust. They also call uh, Quake in in Agents of Shield. Destroyer of worlds. Destroyer of worlds. The, the end, right? I, I mean, they also call uh, the, the Go Gozer the uh, <laughs> villain yeah, of Ghostbuster is also the destroyer of worlds. So it's like every villain, if you are powerful enough, you are a destroyer of worlds. Vecna yeah. I mean, from just, <laughs> Stranger yeah. Things definitely a destroyer, destroyer of worlds. worlds. I, I just, you know, it's those three words together. Destroyer of Worlds. It just sounds really, Dope really cool. Dope as hell. If you get the yeah, title of Destroyer of Worlds, you are a, a first to be messed with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my end Life thoughts. Goals. Yeah. My end thoughts of this movie. Um, glad, like, like Sly said, I'm glad it's a tight 90 minutes. Uh, I was very, very happy about that. Um, as much as I like the dynamic between all the characters, like, like for like that little, like it was pretty much for like 10 minutes. If that. Uh, I think it missed the like it it missed on so many things because like character development is my one of my favorite things when it comes to movies, and it's harder to do in movies because you have like a tight ninety minutes, and somehow they just missed the mark on everybody, except Johnny. And then now that I think about, it, they even missed it on him as well. <laughs> uh, like the only character that went forward is that Sue got married, so she got what she wanted at the end of this movie. There you go. Um, but, but they didn't retire. So they like, didn't retire. Like no. Well, you know, no. maybe she learned to compromise, and that's her goal. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, we, we got to save the world, and then, and then, uh, uh, I now I already forgot her husband's name. Mister uh, Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know his real name, so <laughs> there you go. Reed Richards. Reed Richards was just like, well, what family is normal? And I was like, you know what? You're right, Reed Richards. What family is normal? So, in the gay end, icon. Gay <laughs> icon. 
Okay. I'll in the come. end, and I think I think Doctor Doom was kind of wasted throughout this movie. I don't think sure. he was used in a way that he was supposed to because, like, when you have Silver Surfer as the villain, I think he's gonna suck up all the oxygen out. Yes, because you already done Doctor Doom, right? Mm-hmm. 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 But bringing in a, a, a villain that is even cooler than Doctor Doom, in my opinion, Silver Surfer. Yeah, yeah. kind of sucks up the oxygen when it comes to that, but. I will say Silver Surfer, uh, Morpheus slash Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> killed it in this movie. So I, I think I think he he was the standout uh, performer. Yeah, the mixture of Doug Jones and uh, Lawrence Fishburne's voice I think was actually really well done. It's it's like the uh, it's it, uh, for people that don't know, like for Kenobi that's happening right now, it's Hayden Christensen and uh, James Earl and Jones. And Jones putting them together. It's a great mix. It's a great mix. It's a great mix for sure. Um, I have a couple questions for you, and then I'll, I'll move on to Sly. First of all, uh, the one thing I'll say that's actually detriment to this movie is uh, Sly. If you remember, Doctor Doom had a right a handler in the first movie, mm-hmm. uh, and he's nowhere to be seen yeah. in this movie. He's not the guy that takes off the mask. He's somebody else. Uh, Harv, you probably don't remember. Do you ever watch the Midnight Mass show? No, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, do you know who the who the villain or the main guy is? Like the priest guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was that guy in this movie, and he's a great actor, and he has totally wasted the fact that he's not in this movie. That's question one. The question two is, now that you've seen this movie, is Dr. Van Doom a top or a bottom? (laughs) I feel feel like depending on the day, you know? Like, it's just like one of those things where, like, what what are you feeling like? Fair enough. But I feel like like Reed Richards... I feel like Reed Richards would be a top 100%, and then Dr. Dude would be a bottom. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. I, 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 would, I would say that, yeah. Okay. Just the, just the vibe. Like, the guy, the guy started shriveling up when he saw, when he saw <laughs> Sue coming in. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I, I, I think that proves that he's a bottom. Oh, thank you. Um, so, what are your final thoughts on this movie? I will say this was a wonderful way to kick off Pride Month. I, I, we all watched this movie like earlier today. Yeah, on um, the same day. You know, we get we got all the tropes. We got you know Reed and Victor eye fucking. We got like the found family tropes, like all that good stuff. Happy Pride. Um, I do love. The, like there's a couple sibling moments with Johnny and Sue that I think are really like nice and fun and enjoyable. Um, but just like overall, this is a fun bad movie. And if that's your thing and you haven't watched it in a while, I definitely say like check it out again, have fun with it. It's not a movie I'm going to rewatch. Like once was good enough. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sold. Like I'm solid now. But I, if you don't remember it, or if you're like rewatching all everything, like why not add it to the list? But yeah, overall, I, I was a little let down. I wish it was better. It definitely doesn't hold up to the first. But overall, meh. To piggyback on that, meh is the word I would say in a lot of ways. I feel like 
Uh, a lot of goodwill from the first one carried me into a lot of this movie, but overall, the movie itself weighed itself down um, in terms of choices that they've made. Uh, again, I really miss the dynamics of the characters from the first one. Um, just some of the fun campiness I even just preferred. This one has some things, but not not on the same level. Even the CGI, even though it's bad in both movies, uh, I would rather watch the first movie because uh, it's way worse uh, in terms of CGI. But ultimately, yeah, I think that the for this being the closing chapter for these characters, because there was not a third movie, there um, it is kind of on a dour side of it. However, I'm just happy that I got a chance to spend time with these people um, in this iteration, in this version it being Chris Evans's Human Torch. Even Jessica Alba's um, oh. Sue Storm, I actually still enjoy. Ben, uh, Chickless's um, Chris thing. Evans was great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we, really he was, was a star from the movie. beginning. Yeah. We yeah. knew it. But, like, it, this really was Johnny's movie. Mm-hmm. There's, like, lots of Johnny Wump, but he's in the story the whole way through. Yes. And so, like, if you liked Johnny Storm in the first movie, like, you'll have a blast this one. Yes, for sure. Um but yeah, those are. I'm surprised there weren't ones. any um, any um, post credit scenes in this. There is. There's oh, a, is there? There's a mid. There's a mid credit. Mid credit. Oh, I mid-credit. must have missed that. Yeah. I the, missed no, that. I, I almost missed it too, and I remembered that it was there, so I scrolled through. It's uh, Nord, uh, aka the Silver Surfer, is in the sky, so he survived. So yeah, he survived, and uh, I've been the, watching it right now, and the mm-hmm. surfboard is on its next wave. Yes, picking him back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next wave yes <laughs> picking them up for supposedly a sequel um next space wave yes yeah, next space wave's got a ride <laughs> i hope that when we eventually get the silver surfer that he's just a huge stoner in the mcu that'd be hilarious <laughs> it's like that's certainly character choice you know? like that the, the, the one shot before we go the one shot that i was like how can you do that it's the shot where uh he's showing sue his stomach that is also a television. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. that's, I was like, that's cool. How did that you do that? Awesome. Yeah. You, is that an ability you just have? That's cool. Um, also revival, I guess. Yeah. You bring people back from the dead. Like, so yeah, she got impaled by a spear or something which like disappeared. that. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. It fucking disappeared. And her shirt was fine. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, like we don't have the budget to take it out now, so we're just gonna disappear. It's just gonna disappear. My my mind went to like it's ma- it's a matter sword, and so therefore I don't know. I don't know. He changed her molecules, and then he fixed her, and he fixed Johnny on the way out. So who knows? Um. Anyways, uh, that of course has been the Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer, two thousand seven. Uh, we got some year anniversary guys. Is it the 15 year anniversary? Oh my God. Yeah. Math. If math checks out (laughs) math, who who knows it? We don't do math here. We're gay. (laughs) This is gay month. Um, (laughs) we of course, uh, got some homework for next time, uh, which of course we are watching the Punisher war zone. That is right. We are returning to the Punisher franchise and sigh before you sigh. There's a couple things. A, Supposed to not be a sequel to that last one, supposedly. Oh, thank God. Supposedly. 
I don't, I, it's supposed to be like one of those like, hey, we're just jumping into it and we're just going to do Punisher story. Uh, it is directed by a woman, Lexi Alexander, um, and it's supposed to be really dark. So, <laughs> well, hopefully these are fun Ooh. things. So we'll see. We'll see how this movie goes. You guys, um, you guys have an up here, a baby and up. Who knows if this is going to be up? Yeah. But you guys, the movie after that is a, it's a crater. <laughs> oh no! And I'm very excited to see what you guys think about this movie. Oh no! Hold on, I got to look at the list. Next after that is uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh fuck! Hold on, <laughs> what year is that? Two thousand nine. Damn it! <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think that is on Disney Plus. Um, and then, of course, after that, we're finishing off our first season uh, with Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, uh, and that will we'll take a break. And then we'll come back at season two. Basically, we're ending uh, the seasons based on the decade. So we'll be going on into season two, which, of course, uh, good movies ahead there. I'm very happy about that. So, yeah, it seems like all everything in season two you guys are, like, are just good movies. Like, good, good, like middling to good. Middling that's to what good. It seems. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's very good. Uh, Harbor, can people find you on the Internet? What have you been doing these days? Uh, you can find me at Beard in the Hair pretty much everywhere. Beard in the Hair Gaming on YouTube. Uh, I've we're uploading on Point in Progress. The uh, well, it's already uploaded. It's gonna be live in like it'll be live today as we're recording. Yes, but you can uh, listen to it. I think this is going out tomorrow. Is this going out tomorrow? This is coming out uh, next week. week. Yeah, week next week. Out. Next yeah, week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, the Stranger Things uh, spoiler cast that Fee and I did. Um, other than that, that's I've, I've been working on the whole thing for my channel for Stranger Things as well. But uh, probably another review coming out on Pip at some time pretty soon here. So very cool, very cool. And of course, you can check out your streams over there at Beard in the Hair every time. Twitch.tv slash Beard in the Hair. Yeah, yep. playing a lot of Evil Dead, playing a lot of uh, V Rising. Yeah, yeah. Today I started Inscription, so I'm very, very. Oh my god, it. yes! I might be in your chat watching because that's a great, great game. I'm hoping oh. to finish it. To, uh, I'm doing it today and tomorrow, so I'm hoping I can finish it in two days. You can do it. You can do it. Sly, where can we find you on that? You can find me yelling about nine one one, and we're we're a hiatus for nine one one. So like we're doing other stuff, but all kind of centering around fandom on Thursdays with Dre Dre uh, on TikTok Live. You can find me yelling about video games on Point in Progress, and you can find me yelling about Marvel, MCU, and other pop culture on Wolf There the After Party. Very awesome. And of course, you can find me here at the MC University every one other Wednesday. Uh, you can, of course, find me at the Model Citizen Show, which hopefully we'll be recording our next episode, which is going to be episode four. Um, we do have a video out right now called Max's Monthly uh, Max's Music. Max's monthly music mission. That's it's a fun title, um, where they boys like to recommend him new music that he hasn't listened to because he is a crusty crackery white boy who doesn't listen to a lot of stuff and so we often try and uh develop his tastes um but overall this you can find me there also at at night mute city we're about to kick off some e3 stuff very shortly so if you like video games and and or uh, marvel stuff hey that might happen so definitely check us over at the point in progress uh twitch.tv uh link and also at the youtubes at youtube.com slash point progress so with that, class is in session. No, class is dismissed. dismissed. Class is dismissed. Yeah. Class is dismissed. All right, guys. Wolverine. Let's go. Oh, God. <laughs>